You guys, survival mode is real and that's okay. I wish somebody had told me that sooner. So if I only get the chance to tell you one thing, it's this. Give yourself some grace because personal growth is not an overnight journey, but I can already see it. You are a fighter. We can't tell you what's right for you, but we can help you break down the intentional internal work it takes to know and love who you are. So that you can think thoughts that serve you, connect more deeply in your relationships, and spread that love with others. I'm Jenny. And I'm Joe. And this is Of Progress and Purpose. Hello friends, how's it going? Hi guys! How's everybody holding up? Hopefully good, but if not, that's okay too. We're holding up pretty good here. (laughs) And we're really glad that you're here. Thank you for spending some time with us. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we're down on your list and you're digging at the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) And you're only three days into your social distancing. (laughs) Oh, but we... Just kidding. (laughs) We have really loved this. It's been really fun. And... This is going to be our last episode of season one. And so we're really going to miss you guys for a little bit. We're going to take a break here for a few months. Joe actually is a teacher, and so he has the summers off. And we've got a lot going on April, May, and June. So, Assuming we're not cooped up in Yeah, (laughs) assuming we're not quarantined the whole time, in which case we'll have a lot of time to... Come Uh, up with awesome episodes. Yeah, create some good stuff for you guys. But we're going to take a few months break and then start up again with season two in July. That being said, thank you for taking this journey with us and for all of your comments and messages and taking the time to listen. When we started this, my goal was to create a community and I have needed that community even more so now and I've just been really uplifted by all of you and hopefully that's mutual (laughs) we try to make it uplifting for you too and that's important to us so we're gonna leave you with some final words of wisdom today but before we do that (laughs) confession session we have a little lamb in our living room right now. And he's actually super cute. He's a doggy lamb that we get to feed and snuggle him and yeah. All and this change stuff. his diaper. And change his diaper. That's not fun. I'm not gonna lie. So, so there's confession part one is that there are downsides to all the cute Instagram pictures that you see. <laughs> <laughs> and confession number two is that you might hear some bleating in the background tonight and if you do that's what it is it's our lamb (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're just weaning him until he can go back to his herd and hopefully that goes well if you happen to be young parents or something and you have a newborn child who needs his diaper changed every five minutes and you're getting frustrated with that just think about being glad that you don't have to change the diaper of a doggy lamb (laughs) But I do remember being parents of a newborn. Yeah, it's small comfort. <laughs> if <Yes>. any. <laughs> That's, yeah. We've been there, don't worry. We know your pain. <laughs> On a related note with diapers, with this whole <laughs> coronavirus thing that's going on, 
it's sometimes hard to find diapers in the store. I was able to find a pack at Walmart the other day, but they only had the small ones. They didn't have the big packs or anything like that. So one thing that we are grateful that we have is we have cloth diaper, both of our kids, at least part of the time. So when this whole thing started blowing up and we were all like, oh my gosh, what about diapers? And we're like, oh, we have cloth diapers. It's not going to be, you know, worst case scenario. We just do that all the time. We'll have some extra loads of laundry to wash and more than usual, but... Yeah, that actually has been... A little bit of peace of mind. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a cloth diaper extremist either way, use them or don't use them. I feel like we kind of do a little bit of both, but... Yeah, we do both. It is nice now to have the option. So if you're considering cloth diapering, the ones that we have are, they're a little bit expensive, but they're worth it because they work well. And they're called the Bum Genius Free Time. All in one. And they work very well. They're easy to take care of as far as cloth diapers go. And they've lasted us through two kids now. If you're looking into cloth diapers for any reason, whether it's because of the coronavirus or something else, those are good ones. Message me on Instagram. I'll give you all the tips if you want to hear them. Yep. Because <laughs> I will be honest about the pros and the cons. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's definitely cons, but there's definitely pros as well. So. Mm-hmm. Any aha moments? I don't have any this time. I had one that's just little, and I mentioned it on my Instagram already, but I have started noticing that when I have quote-unquote problems with people, it usually has more to do with me than it has to do with them. And I have started to see this the more that I've gotten into this journey of becoming self-aware, thinking critically about my thoughts and my moods and my behaviors and such, that all of a sudden when I go to these relationships that might be difficult or people that I don't get along with, I notice that it usually has to do with an insecurity that I have more than it has to do with them. So that was an aha that I had that I am now trying, <laughs> I'm trying to overcome those insecurities so that I can improve my relationships with other people. I think that's a good one. I think I was lucky to kind of learn that early on in my life. And it's really helped me out because a lot of times I find myself in a situation where I meet somebody new and everyone around me is having a really difficult time getting along with that person for whatever reason their personality is kind of off-putting or whatever. But I found that I'm usually able to get along with that person and, and a lot of times even become friends with that person, even though they struggle to get along with lots of other people. And I think that that's part of it is because I've learned to kind of put my own insecurities away and to give them time so that I can get to know them and kind of understand what makes them tick. And if I look at it, try and look at it from their perspective and try and get in their shoes a little bit, I have a lot easier time getting along with people that are maybe hard to get along with. Yeah, I like that. So today's episode was a fan choice, I guess you could say. We had an Instagram vote on what story or movie we were going to do for this week's episode, and the winning option was the movie Hercules, the Disney movie. So we are going to be talking about the hero's journey 
as it relates to the movie Hercules and some of the lessons that we got out of that movie that can help us become the hero of our own journeys. All right, so lesson number one is to cultivate trust with your inner voice and be trustworthy of that. This means living in alignment with your purpose, knowing what that is and exercising integrity or integration. And I love that word integration. I got that from a fellow Instagrammer at Eliza in Progress. And she was talking about integrity in terms of integrating our purpose into the actions that we take in our daily life. And I think that's why it comes to mind when I'm thinking about living trustworthy of your inner voice. It means asking yourself questions on a regular basis and being 100% honest in your answers, calling out your weaknesses, but without judgment and naming your strengths without falling into the trap of imposter syndrome. What do you mean by imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is basically when you feel unworthy of something like whatever I'm doing isn't bringing enough value and I'm not the person for this job because of X, Y, and Z. I don't have the credentials or I, it's basically just not feeling like you're enough. But I think that comes from a place of actually feeling hesitant to own your strengths because we have them and I think we know what they are, but we get almost self-conscious about saying, hey, this is something that I'm good at. And when we know that, we give ourselves all the reasons of why we should doubt that, whether it's because we feel like we're not enough or because we didn't get a degree and we don't have the right experiences or anything like that. That's imposter syndrome. So where we feel like the imposter because we are putting ourselves out there but we feel inadequate to fill the role that we're being asked to fill or that we're choosing to fill. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. And that's what I think is so funny about it is because I think we know what our strengths are. And that imposter syndrome is almost a wall that we put up so that we don't feel prideful or arrogant or if somebody else comes back with, superiority claims that we don't have to admit that we put ourselves out there. But I think part of cultivating that trust with your inner voice is knowing your strengths and your weaknesses and being able to have that inner dialogue. And when you do feel those promptings, whether it's from your body, because sometimes our body can try to send us messages, and it does, or your mind, and the two are really very interconnected. Or even if it's whatever greater good that you believe in, those promptings, when you turn them aside, you're breaking trust with your inner voice. Hercules and Meg, they're both starting out really trying to find themselves, and they're kind of unsure of what the best path might be, And they've had experiences in the past that have created this doubt. Hercules with being almost bullied and just not fitting in and not finding that belonging and Meg having the heartbreak that she had, they have lost that trust 
in who they are and with each other. And I always think it's funny how in movies, we just agonize over the miscommunication. Like, why does Meg not just tell him what's going on? Why can't she come clean? Why can't she admit that she loves him? And why is Hercules so intent on proving who he is? And he's just fighting this inner battle and he's not sure what a true hero looks like, but it's almost like this fake it till you make it kind of thing. And neither of them really have that communication in place. But I think that that comes from not having that communication in place with themselves first. And I think as viewers, it's easy for us to look at that situation and say, oh my gosh, it's so obvious. Why why is this not happening the way that it should? And yet when it comes to ourselves, we make decisions all of the time in stages of denial or grief or anger that aren't in our best interest. And it's because we've started to tune out of what that inner voice has to say. When we don't listen to it, we don't exercise those muscles, it dulls those promptings. And then while our current predicament might be obvious to somebody else, it isn't obvious to us. So we have to live worthy of our own trust. Coming to know and love who you are is vital, but putting that into practice, that's what trusting yourself is. Learning how to trust yourself is powerful because that's how you take that knowledge and live in accordance with your values and your purpose and build that trust as you follow through on those things that you really believe in. Yeah, I like what you said about how Hercules feels the need when he decides to become a hero after learning that he is the son of Zeus. It's like he gets so caught up in proving that he's a hero by, you know, defeating all these monsters, going and do all this stuff, all the fame, all the accolades that come his way. And he gets so caught up and, and distracted by that, I think, that he really kind of loses sight of what it is that he is actually supposed to accomplish, what his purpose is. And I think that that is where his hubris comes in and makes him unaware of the things that you as the viewer know that he should do. And it's because he's caught up in this pride or hubris uh, where he's just so focused on the trappings of being a hero that he forgets what it's all about. And Zeus, of course, has to remind him, and that's kind of devastating to him, that, oh, I've done all these things. Like, I look like a hero. Everybody thinks I'm a hero, but I haven't really sacrificed anything. Yeah, and I feel like this movie and these characters are a really good way of kind of coming full circle when it comes to talking about these concepts of identity and purpose and what we're all about. And I'm curious because you were saying with my aha moment that you had learned this same lesson, that it was more about what was going on inside of you versus what was going on with the other people in your relationships. And I remember starting this journey thinking about how do I stop worrying about what people think? How do I have more peace and less anxiety in my life? 
And how do I really show up for the people that I love? And you are the one who gave me the answer to that and started me on this journey that it's all about knowing and loving who you are. And so I feel like you're a really good example of what I'm trying to illustrate here, cultivating that trust with yourself and in your inner voice. So how how do you do that? Because I feel like I've been on this journey for two years, three years now since we had that first conversation. And sometimes I feel like I'm back in the same spot that I started. Like I said that that was my aha moment this week. That was because I was having struggles in a relationship. And when it came down to it, I realized I just really wanted this person to like me. And I was upset at them because they didn't like me. And I thought, how is it that three years later, I'm still sitting here worrying about whether people like me or not. And I swear, I know that the solution to this is to know and love who I am and to cultivate that trust with my inner voice. But it is easier said than done. And I just feel like you're so rooted in who you are. How do you do it? (laughs) Well, I think you're giving a little bit too much credit and also yourself not enough credit because I don't think that conversation was that long ago. But it really is a journey. You know, we talk about all these concepts on the podcast and stuff, but this is a long-term sort of trek. You're running a marathon, not a sprint. And this took me, for whatever I may have learned, it took me years and years and years to learn it. And a lot of those years were very difficult for me. In my younger years, I was bullied a lot in school, at church, and other places. And I really had a hard time with that. Fortunately, I had, you know, a good family support structure and other things to help me through that time, but it was really difficult, and it took me all the way through high school um, into college before I really started feeling comfortable in my own skin. So this is at least 10 to 15 years for me to kind of get where I'm at from where I was before, and I was very insecure. I worried a lot in middle school and high school especially about what other people thought of me. It was really hard, but it taught me the power of knowing who I was. But it didn't come without struggle and it didn't come without a lot of time. So don't get impatient with yourself. Those of you who are listening, if you're feeling like you've been working on this for a while and it's just not coming and you still feel insecure and then you're, you're still, not alone. You are not alone. <laughs> it takes time. You've just got to be patient with yourself. And those hard times that you're going through right now, they are difficult and they seem difficult and they feel like they're insurmountable. But the hard times you're going through are what is going to teach you how to love yourself and how to value who you are, how to discover your purpose. These hard times are there for you. And it feels like a refiner's fire, and that fire burns a lot. And it doesn't feel good to have those distractions and impurities and things burned off of you. But you'll come out the other end, and you'll see that that was necessary. I feel like part of that is comforting, and part of it isn't. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not easy to sit and think about, like, oh my gosh, do I have... How long is this going to take me? Exactly. But I think I mentioned in one of the episodes 
the concept of relentless forward progress. And I think that is really, really important that we look at ourselves and we look at the small wins and we give ourselves credit for those things and we look at how far we've come. And that leads us nicely into our second lesson that we got from the hero's journey of Hercules, which is that you can go the distance even in uncertain times. And in fact, the test actually lies in the uncertainty. Hercules learns that just going out and doing the things that look like being a hero, and they're good things that he's doing. He's defeating all these monsters, he's saving the city, but it's not a challenge for him. He's got his godlike strength, and whatever Hades throws at him is just easy for him to overcome. And there's really no doubt as to the outcome. But it's when there is an element of unknown, where it is possible for him to fail, that's where he learns what he's truly capable of. And that's where the transformation comes in, in his hero's journey, is where there's this element of the unknown, where he's realizing, you know what, I may not be able to make it through this, but I'm still going to do the right thing. And everyone has those doubts. In your own hero's journey, you're going to have those doubts. Can I make it through the next 10 years or the next five years or the next one year or the next week or the next five minutes? (laughs) (laughs) As the case might be. I'm not even kidding about that. You're going to have those moments, but becoming the hero of your own journey is about in those moments when there is the uncertainty to take that leap of faith. Let the old you go. Let it die and then move forward, putting one foot in front of the other, and keep putting forth the effort anyway. Yeah, that is how you go the distance. That's why it's called going the distance, because otherwise it would just be going until you decide you can't go, and then you're done. (laughs) Um, If I can use uh, some personal experience again, I think last week we mentioned uh, the ultra marathon that I recently completed. And there were times in that race where I wasn't sure that I could finish that, especially towards the end, the last uh, four miles or so was really, really difficult for me. It had been a long time since I had finished a race, anything close to that distance. And I was not sure that I could make it that last little while. But I knew that if I just kept moving that eventually I would get past it, that I would be able to work through that difficult time. And I did. And that's, I think, the key is in those moments where it's ugly, where you're feeling terrible, that's where you become the hero of your journey. Yeah, I like that. And I think that part of going the distance, too, is letting go of the mindset that it's even about the destination. It's not about where you are And where you're going so much as who you are and who you're becoming. And Hercules knows that in the beginning. He's told that his parentage is different than he had originally thought. And he is sent on this journey to become something. But I think somewhere in the middle of that, it starts to become about the destination. About where he's going. About what he can get. Those accolades. And finally getting to be that hero and get to Mount Olympus. And I think he kind of loses sight 
of how much identity matters. And it matters, you guys. We aren't going to be perfect every step of the way. But wouldn't the world be a different place if your focus was on who you want to be rather than on where you want to go or what you want to have in life? You can't control how much you have, but you can control who you want to be and how you want to feel. It's what's inside of you that makes the difference between going the distance and giving up. And Hercules illustrates this so well. There are a couple quotes that I really wanted to point out while we're here. One is from the song One Last Hope when Phil is kind of training Hercules to be a true hero and how to do that. And he says, to be a true hero, it's a work of heart. It takes more than sinew. It comes down to what is in you. And the other quote is also from Phil when Hercules is kind of at his breaking point. He has just had his heart broken. He's lost his strength physically and mentally, and he's kind of given up the fight. But Phil says, it's not about the size of your strength, but the strength of your heart. The external and the material things fade, friends. Yes, they affect the quality of your life. I would feel less than authentic if I didn't admit that I take those things into account sometimes. But if you're having a difficult time facing change or adversity when it comes to loss of those material things or circumstances that are out of your control, ask yourself, who am I becoming? Because it's just like Joe said earlier that... Those moments when it feels hard, that refiner's fire, that is when you're becoming the person that you want to become. And what purpose can I face this with that is going to make me better for it, that is going to help me continue to grow? And that when I ultimately go the distance, I'll be able to look back and see that transformation. And if there is one thing that I hope we leave you with, as we finish out season one, it's that, that you have the power to change not what's on the outside, but who you are on the inside. And that will then affect every single aspect of your life. And so what goes on inside of you is so powerful. That is where going the distance happens. Yeah, I really like what you said there, that it's not the size of your strength, but the strength of your heart. And I think that alludes back to one thing we've said on the podcast earlier, which is that our sphere of influence may not be very big, but it's what we do with that sphere of influence that really counts. And I think that one thing that we need to do, one reason why it's so important to discover who you are and what your purpose is, is so that you have an ideal that you are shooting for. Not so much that you're trying to get somewhere but you're trying to become something and we need to know what that something is that we're trying to become we need to have that that bright star that's way up there that we think maybe maybe it's not even possible to achieve it but if we aim for that star we're going to end up better than we are right now and if we keep doing that over a long period of time we're going to get closer and closer to that and i think that that leads us into 
our third point, which is that there is always a way back onto the path that we want to be on, even if we mess up sometimes or we fall short of what we want to become. And I think Hercules actually does a really good job of illustrating this because he has something that he wants to become. He wants to become like his father Zeus. He wants to be able to associate with that pantheon of gods. He wants to be one of them. But he finds himself getting distracted. And I think that that's something that we can all relate to. We all get distracted. A, it's difficult to find out what your purpose is. And I think that that's something that's always changing and always evolving. And that's kind of where I get stuck right now because I think I'm fairly good at living in alignment with my purpose once I have it. And that's not to say that I'm perfect at it, but I'm able to keep it in mind. But I do get distracted in the process of finding out what that is and committing to it. And I think that there is that side of it too, that when you do know what it is, it isn't always easy to live up to. But when I think about this concept that there is always a way back, and we kind of touched on this last week when we said, expect mistakes and deviations and the cliff versus the road, and that you can always get back on that path. It just reminds me of one more thing that I love to emphasize, and that's the importance of giving yourself grace. And I wanted to make a list for you guys of a few different qualities. And when I read these, I want you to think about how these qualities make you feel. Determination, grit, resolve, follow through, leadership. For me personally, I get overwhelmed at those terms. And I'm sure that for some people it comes naturally, but these are often qualities associated with strength and power. And sometimes I just feel small in comparison or like Joe was saying that you don't really feel like your sphere of influence is going to be that big of a deal. And so it leads to a lot of overwhelm. But when I think about the people that I know that exemplify some of these attributes or even times in my life when I have felt that way, those qualities derive from a place of giving yourself grace. It's people who know how to fail and get back on the horse. And it's funny because grace is actually often associated with weakness or lack of follow through. But in order to have those qualities, you have to understand this concept that there is always a way back. We actually physically and emotionally act differently when we believe that there is no hope and no coming back. When we believe that there's no coming back, we lose resolve. We quit. On the flip side, when we believe that we have the capability and the opportunity to come back even harder than before, that is what's going to improve your follow-through and your ability to create the life that you want to live. Because you are going to fall off the horse. You're going to come to a point where you curl up in a ball and cry or eat an entire half gallon of ice cream. I haven't done either of these, honey. No. (laughs) Or you yell at your kids. You lose a job. You lose a friend. You feel like you aren't enough or that you don't make the cut. But if you're hoping and you're looking for that fight to keep going, 
That comes from understanding this concept that there's always a way back, that you can learn from your mistakes without judgment and continually being willing to give yourself that grace. This is really true and it actually dovetails really well with some things we know about human motivation and learning the concept of self-efficacy where when you believe that you have the capacity to overcome a challenge you are more likely to eventually succeed at overcoming that challenge and as you overcome more and more challenges you develop this sense of efficacy and you become more persistent and you are able to handle greater and greater challenges as time moves on so If you're in that space where you are doubting, you feel like you're off the path, you do not feel like you have that grit and that resolve and that strength and you feel weak, just know that those experiences that are so hard for you, that are so challenging, those challenges themselves are forging you into the person that can overcome them. I love that. And I think it's also important to practice this concept with the little things and to make it a habit so that when you do have to take that huge leap of faith, you know that even if you fail, everything is still going to be okay. If you fail, hopefully you will fail trying and doing something good. And that in itself is not a failure. If you're acting in accordance with your purpose, if you're acting like the person that you hope to become, then it's almost like this come what may sort of attitude that gives you added strength. And I think this is another thing that makes Hercules a true hero. Like Joe mentioned earlier, he defeats all of these creatures from the underworld and he goes back to Zeus and he's like, hey, look, I did it. I'm a hero. But Zeus essentially says, just like Joe mentioned, there wasn't any sacrifice involved. And when Hercules at the end of the movie, thinks that there might not be a way back. He is still willing to make that sacrifice. And it's because he knows that even if it's not okay, it's going to be okay. It's okay to not be okay because he's all about, at that moment, the strength of his heart, right? Not the size of his strength. And fighting for Meg, come hell or high water, literally. And in the end, that is what leads to his rebirth. That point of no return where he's learned what matters to him and how to act toward that purpose, even with the possibility of failure. And just like Joe said, that's what actually changed his nature to become the hero of his own story. Those challenges are what change you and help you be able to rise to the occasion. I don't have anything to add to that. (laughs) That was great. It was all you. Whatever. (laughs) So just to recap the three lessons that we learned from Hercules about becoming the hero of our own journey is number one, cultivate trust with your inner voice and to be trustworthy of that. Number two, you can go the distance even in uncertain times. And number three, there is always a way back. And our episode one-liner for today is... Finding your true purpose is not about the size of your strength. It's about the strength of your heart. And for our action item, finding your purpose and your identity can feel really overwhelming sometimes. And like I mentioned, that is a journey that I'm still on. But our action item is really going to come full circle today because I'm going to take it back to 
our first episode where we asked you five questions about your identity. What is your faith? How can you live with more intention? How do you confidently show up as your true self? Who is your support system and how do you build genuine community? What is resiliency and how can you get some? And the action item then was to keep a record of that thought work in whatever medium you prefer and ask yourself, how do you feel about yourself and your circumstances right now? And how would you like to feel about them one year from now? Not how would you like your circumstances to change, but how would you like to feel about them? And I'm hoping that after listening to these episodes from season one, that you might have some more ideas for answers to some of these questions. And it's not things that are going to come easily, but maybe take a minute to brainstorm and write some of those things that matter most to you down. And that's where you start. That's how you start implementing that purpose in your life. And we're so grateful that you're here. We're glad that you found this valuable enough to spend time on, (laughs) this little hobby of ours. Yeah, we're... We're glad that people have actually listened to this and we are gratified to see that response and we hope that you've enjoyed season one so far and we hope that you will join us again for next season. Yep. Hang in there. Spread love. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. We would love for you to be a part of our community. You can also find more on our blog, including today's show notes at ofprogressandpurpose.com. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like to see covered, feel free to reach out to us there or on our Instagram, of progress and purpose. Most of all, thank you for listening. We know how valuable your time is. We'll do our best to make it worth it. Absolutely. See you next time.